You're listening to the Ask Drone You podcast. You ask, we answer your drone questions. Whether you're here to turn your passion into profit or you simply fly for fun, we're a community of learners and teachers who aspire to achieve greatness. We are Drone You. Hey everyone, and welcome to another thought provoking episode of Ask Drone You. Grateful to be here with you today, with your family in the car on vacation, driving to work. Hopefully uh, you don't have a terrible commute, or maybe you're here because, well, we brighten up your day. And if that's the case, then don't be like office space and turn the radio down when you approach the homeless people. Rather, turn it up because maybe there's a lesson that they could learn as well. <laughs> I don't know if you know that scene that I'm uh, no, talking about. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> it's one of my favorite scenes of office space. But if you're familiar to the show, then you know that we have a lot of educating to do for Rob and uh, his sense of uh, pop culture. So maybe we'll just have to add that to the list of movies for Rob to watch. It's a lost cause. Office space. <laughs> oh, it's... No, and it so perfectly makes fun of corporate America. I love no, no, it. No, 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 no. It's a lost cause to try to educate me on that kind of pop culture. And it's not a lost cause if we get some laughs out of it. Okay, that's fair enough. <laughs> anyway, welcome to the show as always. Um, today we have a very... Uh, th- I, I love these, these really deep questions because... If you really have lived the drone life, then you've run into some of these circumstances that really drive much deeper questions than the question that you're going to hear today, which is, you know, what's the, what's the best app to really understand weather? And while there may be a question or an answer to that question, it brings up a much, much deeper question which is as a business owner, if you have questionable data and making decisions, well, then what's the best way to go about in making those decisions? So today we're going to tell you a story of how I lost two drone jobs because I counted on erroneous data, because I looked at weather data, windage, made a decision to not go to a job, but the weather wasn't the same in that, in that place. And some producers looked at me like I was crazy. I get that look a lot, so it's okay. <laughs> so. <laughs> uh, but don't be like me. Listen to this question. It's not just about the best apps for finding weather, but it actually is a deep ideological question about how to uh, handle relationships in business, especially when someone is counting on you. Um, and the difficulties of making really tough decisions, especially as a pilot. Decisions like the decision that was made erroneously before the Kobe Bryant death. These are hard, tough decisions. And you can have opportunities that you may not have ever have had before. But if you don't make the right decision in that moment, you could be ruining your opportunities for life. So I'm really excited about today's question, Rob. I, you keep me guessing. I, <laughs> really? Yeah, I would have never thought that you would be that excited about this question. Not that it's not a good question, but uh, I'm excited to hear where you're going to take it. So I think uh, today's show is brought to you by the uh, drone you fly in. Awesome. And so what I would like to do with today's um, sponsorship time is have you talk 
more about the business boot camp, particularly day one and what Haya is going to do and what you're going to do because okay. we need to get that message out to <laughs> I people. I know. I just, I actually just reached out to Haya and told him about that. And when he told me that his plans had actually changed slightly, I was extremely excited. So if you're like me, you love to fly. And if you're like me, you probably struggle with some other things in life, whether it's business, uh, behavioral organization, or relationship management. There's always something that we can work on. And it seems like in the drone world that business is one of those things that a lot of people need work on because so many people are leaving their corporate uh, fun houses and they're realizing that they want to really have fun. They want to spend time outside. They want to enjoy their job and they want to have some purpose. And while that's awesome, oftentimes we forget about how difficult it is to wear 15, 17, 19, 20 hats and do all these things in business. And oftentimes we don't think about how the true formula to success, at least in business, is selling a a product or a service, having systems to autonomously support that so that you can ultimately scale the business to make the money that you're truly thinking is possible. Well, what gets me so excited about the drone you fly in this year is the fact that Haya, who's been a part of 9to5Mac, and he's also the, the owner of Drone DJ, he has had wild success in online and internet marketing. So he is actually teaching, a, it's a half day long course, whether you're new to business or you're working on your business, and you need a thorough plan that's actionable, specific things that you can do about writing articles, uh, about understanding optimization of ads, understanding which networks are right for you and how optimization of each individual network works so differently. And then understanding how the optimization of the articles that you write have an effect on that. And then understanding that the real true power of the effect of your content is the content itself. And so he's going to talk all about the psychology behind the content. He's going to be talking about online marketing. He's going to be talking about the different routes and navigational paths of the online marketing. And he's going to talk about what has really worked for him and what else is just noise. And in my, I, I'm just going to tell you, Rob, I don't, I don't care what you have planned for me that day. I'm going to be sitting in the class <laughs> myself. <laughs> oh, we're going to have to cancel something. <laughs> um, and you know what's even more exciting? Our drone elite instructors don't know this, and I love I love testing them to see how often they listen to the show. So maybe they'll learn from the show. Uh, but drone elite is getting a free pass um, to all of the business courses, uh, my my course included. So that first day, you're going to start the day with online marketing, article writing, storytelling, how to build up your business online to create these autonomous systems of lead generation. And then in the afternoon, you're going to have class with me, yeah, about sales. And I'm going to take you through, I went through multiple sales classes myself, uh, although some of you may think that, well, you're just a natural born salesman. I would argue that. And I would say, is it just habitual growth and learning? Either way, I'm going to kind of take three of the most powerful sales classes that I ever attended, nitpick information from them, and sit you down. And we're going to talk about how you take a lead and you convert it to a deal. Because that closing seems to be one of the most difficult things. The most difficult thing for me 
is follow up. I'll do a job for you all day long and I'll deliver it to you. But as soon as it's done, it's done. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. that's, that is not moving on to the next one. Yeah. And that is not a good way to set up business for life. So it just goes to show that I have things to learn as well. So if you're like me and you're a lifelong learner, uh, but you're interested in bettering your business to create more autonomous systems to get leads in the door and then you want to convert on them, well, that's pretty much what the entire first day of the business mastery is going to be focused on, getting leads autonomously and then closing them. If you're like me and you're ready to make more money in your business and do it with less effort, then don't miss this class. Because if you remember all the reviews from the fly-in last year with the business course and my sales class, it was the number one rated class of all of them. Mm-hmm. That's true. It was. And, you know, I, I'm super excited about this. This one day, day two is going to be more of a, a mastermind and people are going to be able to share their which, experiences and what they're struggling with, which is also very powerful. So powerful. So when people think about a, a business boot camp or a business mastery class, um, it, it typically comes down to... How do I get business? It's it's really about ma- it's about getting the word out, letting people know what you're good at, figuring out how to communicate the message, figuring out what your message is, and this is what that's going to do. I mean, we can figure out the mechanics of, you know, what entity structure to use. I mean, all that stuff is important, but ultimately if you can't sell and you don't know what you're trying to sell and you don't know who you are and how you're going to move that message out to the appropriate audience and figure out who your audience is and those kinds of things, then none of the other stuff matters. And so while a business boot camp, like let's say some three-day thing could take you from idea to maybe a website, I just think this is so much more powerful than that because it's going to tell you how to actually turn your skill into a dollar. And that's what excites me about this particular boot camp or mastery class. And so hopefully you guys can make it out to Santa Fe. It's going to be a great time. One of the things I, I wanted to say just in response to that, Rob, is um, the way that Haya has been creating this class is all about like kind of worksheet based. So this way, mm-hmm. when someone goes to the class, when they can leave, they have their action item list of what to do exactly. in a systematic means so that they can go get it done. Yep. Yep. Droneyflyin.com. Hey, Paul and Rob. It's Ron Jorgensen with Bay Area Studios down in South Texas. Thought I would give you another podcast question. And we have uh, strange weather down here in South Texas, usually running about 15 miles an hour out of the southeast. And Lately, my apps that I've been using, and I use UAV Forecast is one, and Weatherbug is the other, for getting my winds when I'm sitting here at the house. They were so far apart this morning. One was telling me 13 mile an hour winds. The other one was telling me 22. Other than using the uh, RyanCarlton.com one, do you know of any good weather apps that can be on the phone that you can check the weather. A little bit different than our usual questions, but I thought that might be appropriate. Thanks. Thanks, Ron. Um, Definitely, I think it's appropriate, and I'm excited, again, to see where Paul takes this into an area that we probably would not have foreseen. Like the fact that Weatherbug is absolutely terrible for your online security? Yeah. Oh, there's so many apps like that, right? There's so many apps like that. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, go back get, to it. Get go, rid of that get one Get back now. on track. Get back on track. <laughs> no, but I think you kind of are helping me with a point that I was going to make is it's the question was, what are the best apps? And I think 
the other side of that question is what apps do you absolutely avoid? So if you know which one works, then you just avoid everything else, probably something like Weatherbug. But I do want you to say in this particular case, what would you use when you're trying to figure out what the weather's doing? Mm. What are like what are the couple apps that are most important to you? And then move into um, some of the deeper thoughts that you have on this particular issue. Well, first of all, I think this brings up multiple issues, uh, macro issues of our society. And number one is understanding the source of the material that you're getting uh, or the source of the information. And honestly, I think the best information that you're going to get anywhere is going to be directly from NOAA, N-O-A-A.gov. Check it out. Do they have an app or you just do get, yeah, go you into just, the browser just go on online. your phone? Hey, yeah. AccuWeather, that's a NOAA app. It's not by NOAA. Mm. It's it's just AccuWeather taking NOAA's information and putting it in a in a nice user interface. But here's this brings up another bigger question, Rob. And and you were alluding to this. Can we really trust the information from these apps? And if something were to go wrong, are we going to be able to blame the apps for the wrong information? Right? Who is ultimately mm-hmm. responsible? <laughs> For the aircraft. Well, in in today's society, there might be a lot of different answers to that that people would have. But I would say you, well, number one, we know that technically, legally, the RPIC is in in control. Yes, but this podcast isn't for the people in the world. This podcast is for (laughs) people (laughs) who want to be drone pilots and understand that in order to be successful, they have to be constantly learning and bettering themselves. So for all the other people that... uh, would say, oh, well, if we get the wrong data and the wrong information, then it's not our fault. Well, I would say GFY. And I would say that like, okay, cool. Like, uh, I think that's a great ideology to run with because you're one person I don't have to worry about as far as competition is concerned. (laughs) That's true. So that being said, um, I love the fact that uh, there's a lot of people out there that have an ideology of not being completely successful. You know why? Because that means that the door to be completely successful is wide open. Yeah. It's huge. It's a big one. It's just a very, very narrow road, and it's a long one to get there. Now, that being said, uh, this brings up a good issue. The pilot is ultimately in command, which means that you ultimately have to make the decision. And whether the information that you had to make that decision uh, was erroneous is irrelevant. I mean, it, it is just purely irrelevant because ultimately the decision comes down to you. Okay. So what am I saying here? Am I saying, yeah, here, check, check out these cool apps like UA Sidekick and Hover because they're going to give you great information. No, F that. I'm going to tell you don't take the weather from an app if you're not on site. Do you remember, uh, or you weren't there, I don't think, on Wednesday morning when PJ and I were setting up last week for the search and rescue beta course? No. He has this, uh, and I don't know the technical term. Uh, I'll just look it up really quick. Uh, uh, I don't know the technical term, but there it is right there. Awesome. I pulled it up even. Um, but it's a, essentially a wind meter, okay? A nanometer. A-N-E-M-O-M-E-T-E-R. And a nanometer is a device used for measuring wind speed and direction. Hmm. How was my old man definition dictionary voice? Not bad. Okay, thanks. Mm-hmm. Um, he uses the, I think it's the Castrell 1000 wind meter. You can buy them on Amazon for about 75 bucks. But going back to where I was coming from, you have got 
to be on site. You have got to understand the weather on site. If you're taking the weather where you are and you're getting information about another location, how do you know the information is right? You don't. You, you just, you simply, you don't. So let me tell you a story. About three, four years ago, I can't remember, uh, I had been asked to film a production. Um, I can't remember what movie studio it was for, and I really don't care. And the morning of the shoot, they were down by the river, and I was up at my house uh, in the foothills of the city. And about the, five miles away or so, eight miles away? Yeah, about eight miles away. And if you're not familiar with Albuquerque, Albuquerque has the International Balloon Fiesta. Why? Because Albuquerque is the only place in the whole world where you get this box effect of wind, where essentially the wind can be moving northbound at one elevation, and it can be moving completely 180 degrees in the opposite direction at another elevation, creating this nice little box where balloons can take off and land in almost the same place, unlike pretty much everywhere else in the world which means that the winds here in Albuquerque are very erratic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and it makes sense because, you know, the elevation at the river is about 4,900 feet and the elevation at the top of the mountain is about 10,685 or so feet. Mm-hmm. So huge differentiation uh, of elevation, which means you're going to get windage because of temperature uh, differentiation at different altitudes. Yep. Okay, so... I got the call that morning, uh, which I had already planned for, and they said, hey, we just want to make sure you're still coming out here. And I'm like, well, I'm looking at Kitty Hawk right now, and it says that the weather is at about a 25-mile-an-hour sustained speed gusting to 35. And I was like, I cannot fly the red weapon, which not weapon as in a weapon, but as in a type of camera, red weapon. Um, I was like, I cannot fly your rig in this wind. It is just not smart. Too risky. I'm sure I could do it, but the propensity is very low. And as a pilot, it's not a smart decision to go out and fly. So no, I won't be flying. She's like, I don't know what you're talking about. It's not windy at all. Yes, it is windy. I'm going to step outside my house. It's windy. It's very windy, right? But I'm in Embudo Canyon, which is like one of the windiest places in town. And so I said, no, as the pilot, I am not coming down there and I am not shooting for you. It's too dangerous. Well, a couple hours later, because this lady blew up my phone for the next hour and I'm trying to figure out why, I go down to the Rio Grande. It's not windy at all. It's literally not windy at all. And so I lost a job and that contact and relationship. And if I would have just gone down to the site and seen what the weather was like, and if I would have had and a nanometer to know the weather, I would have been able to make a much more rational decision about whether it was safe to fly or not. And I would not have ruined a potential relationship with a producer at a large studio, killing probably hundreds of thousands of dollars of business. A lot of money. Hmm. Bummer. Learn from me. Lower your learning curve means a lot here at DroneU. It means that the information that we are giving you is born out of experience, out of blood, out of sweat, and out of real tears. So understand that when we, when we say something, when we put it out there, it's because we have experienced it. And so to answer the question of what is the best app to measure wind, it's called yourself. And do it on site. 
get in a nanometer, and then check Ryan Carlton because the wind speeds can be drastically different at different altitudes, which is what uh, Ron Jorgensen, who's an awesome, phenomenal human being, very humble and extremely intelligent, is making the point that, hey, I, I'm already aware that the wind speeds are going to be different and NOAA only broadcasts at base altitude. Hmm. So what app? No app. You gotta be. You gotta be out there. You've gotta be understanding what the environment is, and there are gonna be times where you're gonna be questioning whether or not it's safe to fly. Am I at the edge of the envelope for this aircraft? And at the end of the day, the responsibility comes down to you. And at the end of the day, you cannot make an excuse that you got erroneous information from an app. Do you know what the best a nanometer is? Rob, we have 30 of them in the office. The drone? Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay, so you know what the base windage is. How do you know if it's like safe at 100 feet or 200 feet? How do you know if RyanCarlton.com is right? Well, this is reason number 839 to have attitude mode on a drone. Because you throw the drone up, you put it in attitude mode and let your hands off the sticks. And you wait until it gets to terminal velocity meaning it gets to 18 miles an hour and no faster. It can't go above that. Well, that means at 200 feet, you got an 18 knot wind, 18 mile an hour wind. Hmm. Bring the drone down. Now, I know that means that you're probably an experienced pilot if you're flying in attitude mode to measure the wind, to make a, a, a decision on whether it's safe to take on this mission. Sure, but I am also in the camp that we need drone standards and not like the ones that the FAA just pushed out because it just goes to show they really have no idea what they're talking about. And I'm not afraid to say it. You don't. And we need real provisions that are really going to help people. And attitude mode and understanding how to fly in a sensor-denied environment is quintessential for safe operations. That's why I'm also so grateful um, that Bill English at the last DAC meeting was like, you know, none of the schools out there and correct me if I misquote you, Bill, none of the schools out there are teaching people about engine run-ups and the basic known ways that we know how to test a manned aircraft and yet applying it to unmanned aircraft. He's like, how many schools you know teach engine run-up? And then he points at Vic and he says, well, you guys teach it. Hmm. And you know what? Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Because... Someone as an officer of safety realizes the extreme differentiation between book knowledge and what is quote unquote thought to be safe and what is actually safe. And the fact that he acknowledges what we're teaching here, I think gives some prudence to the lessons that you might be learning on the show. But also I'm learning as well, so let's be humble. <laughs> let's. <laughs> All right. Very good. Oh, I feel like I just talked I for 20 minutes and you sat there. <laughs> just listening. I, I mean, it's, uh, I hear you. I think the audience hears you. Uh, you know, I think there's also going to be the, the reality is, let's say, you know, we're talking about doing a job that's 75 miles away. You, the reality is you're probably still going to do some analysis of figuring out whether it's 
you're able to fly and not drive there just to be on site to figure it out. But I think your point is well taken. And you might say, nope, doesn't matter if it's 75 miles away. You still got to go or you might miss the opportunity. Yeah. And I would say the latter, you, even if it's 150 miles away and you're questioning the weather because you don't know the validity of the data as a drone pilot who wants to maintain relationships with my potential clients for future opportunities. And just because I want everyone to walk away happy, I'm still going to drive up there. Well, and I, I would only add that you can use other forms of common sense, such as talk to somebody who's there, right? I mean, there are other ways to figure these things out besides driving out there. Hey, Uncle Jimmy! <laughs> hey, Uncle Jimmy, is it windy over there? <laughs> Whether it's Uncle Jimmy or Aunt Sue, <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> or Client Bob. Uh. Um, you can get some sense of like if they walk out there and say, yeah, I lost my hat when I walked out the door, then you probably know you're not going to be able to fly. But nonetheless, but I, if I think you're your point, walking out the door and it's eight miles away, it can still be a huge difference. And that's the hard lesson that I learned. Understand. Because my hat did fly away if I would have had I would well, have had proverbial hat. That's why I'm saying to find out from somebody who is boots on the ground, as they say. It's true. It's but true. Nonetheless, I think your point is well taken as well. I think so. your point about uh, working smarter and not harder is uh, not misunderstood over here. Right on. And I think, yeah, I've learned so many business lessons from you, Rob. Oh, gosh, I learned more about, yeah, how to say, anyways, we don't, kumbaya, my lord. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, if you want to, if you are ready for some super deep intellectual conversations about business, Go to the fly-in. You won't be disappointed. Oh, come. Yeah, let's just, let's talk. This, I'm, and I come into this, by the way, wanting to learn from your experiences, right? And if, if we can share with you, great as well. But We call this the feedback loop. <laughs> no, very, very, very good. <laughs> On that bombshell, that's going to do it for us today. My name is Paul. My name is Rob. This is Ask Dronio. We believe that videos, images, words, and sounds have the absolute power to inform, inspire, and entertain. We reject indecision, confusion, and vanity, for they work against the community. We are united under the virtues of safety and knowledge. We are a training community of learners and teachers who encourage and energize each other to achieve greatness. We are pilots, videographers, photographers, freelancers, business owners, enthusiasts, experts, and apprentices. We are creators. We are the Drone You.